an uneasy feeling that you are not alone. Don't worry. It's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 32 of It's Just a Ghost. I am your host Mary Jensen and Perry should be back with us next week. But this week I have four listener stories for you and I chose four that are about loss of losing a loved one. And one of the stories is about a pet that someone lost. So I hope you enjoy these stories. You may want to grab a box of tissues. And the first one is from Connie. Connie says, my mother passed away from cancer in her home a few months ago. My dad still lives there alone and is dealing with it the best he can. I went to visit him a couple of days ago and he seemed quiet and looked very thoughtful. How are you doing, Dad? I asked. He looked up and proceeded to tell me about something strange, as he put it. He said he was in his bedroom looking for something in his bureau, and he had a feeling like someone else was in the room. He turned around to find all of the drawers in my mother's dresser were wide open. He insists they were closed when he entered the room. I haven't opened any of the drawers since she died, he said quietly. And he has been home all that day, as well as the previous day and night. No one else had been in the house. He then told me the following night he was downstairs watching television. He said he thought he heard voices coming from upstairs, so he muted the TV. There were definitely voices coming from above. He walked up the stairs, and the TV was on in the bedroom. Now, he has lived in that house for over 30 years, and nothing like that has ever happened before. That is, until my mother passed away. I told him that must be Mom. She is letting you know she is okay, and that she is still around. He looked thoughtful and nodded his head in agreement. This was only a few days before I emailed you this, so I'm not sure if anything else has happened. I'm sure, though, that my dad will let me know if it does. Thank you for reading this. I enjoy your podcast and I'm passing the word around to friends that are interested in the paranormal. My goodness, thank you so much for sharing that, Connie. I remember we had talked on the phone about the email and you had said that your dad was having a bit of a hard time with everything, which is totally understandable. So I think your mom is is around to, you know, show him that she is still there and that she is okay, and hopefully this all helps your dad to cope with it better. Thank you again for sharing. This next one is from Don. Hello there, and thank you in advance for reading my story on your show. My name is Don, and I had a twin brother, Josh. This story happened back in the mid-90s. I worked third shift at the time and was on my way home from work when I got this eerie feeling that someone was in the car with me. I felt a presence in the passenger seat next to me. I should say that it wasn't an eerie feeling as in scary. I felt like it was someone I was very close to. Someone who was very important to me. I felt like there was something wrong though 
and I, I didn't know who it was or what was wrong. I just got the sense that something wasn't right. I got home and went in my apartment. I hadn't checked my phone all night. We were swamped at work and I just hadn't had the chance to look at it. Now, when I did look, I had voice messages from my mother and from my sister, as well as texts from both of them saying to please call as soon as I could. It was important. And they both sounded anxious and upset in the voice messages. I quickly called my mom, and I found out that Josh had been killed in a car crash. I went numb. It wasn't until the next day I recalled the feeling of someone being in the car with me while I was driving home from work. It had to be Josh. I couldn't believe it. I mean, there was no other explanation. Then for years after that, we all had times we knew Josh was around. The TV would turn on and off on its own, and lights would do the same. You could just feel a presence around. And I remember one day... I was sitting on my couch watching football, and I swear I felt Josh sitting there beside me. We used to watch a lot of football together. We all believed it was Josh hanging out with us. Then suddenly it all stopped, so maybe he was ready to move on. It took a while for the family to move on, so we are thinking he stayed with us until he knew we would be okay. Wow, Don, um, I have to agree with you. That sounds like he was just making sure that you were going to be okay. And once that he knew that you all were doing all right, he decided to move on. That's a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing. This one is from Jane. I came across your podcast on Facebook. A friend of mine had shared it, so I decided to check it out. I have been binging episodes ever since, and I'm almost caught up. Listening to stories from other listeners encouraged me to send in mine. I quit my job of over 25 years at a printing company to take care of my parents. They were both in their 80s, and my dad was not doing well at all. He had cancer. I sold my house, and I moved in with them so I could give 24-hour care. It was about two years later that he passed away. I tried to keep him home, but it just got to be too much. So for the last few months, he spent in a nursing home. It was only a few weeks later that my mother and I were returning from the grocery store. I unlocked the door to the house and tried to take a step forward. I say tried because I sort of fell back a little. I bumped into something blocking the entrance. There was nothing there, but I couldn't get in. I tried again, and and the same thing happened. It seemed almost like a wall blocking the entrance. I waited a few seconds and tried again. I entered the house no problem this time, with my mother right behind me. I didn't really think much of it. I mean, I thought it was strange and all, but I didn't connect it with the possibility that it could somehow be my father. A couple of weeks passed without incident, and then one night I was awoken by scuffling sounds. I sat up in bed and listened closely. It sounded like someone walking in slippers, but not picking up their feet, just scuffing along, like my father always did. The scuffling continued, and then it stopped. I sat there in awe. The scuffling started again, and I got up and went in the kitchen, the direction I believed the sound was coming from. There was no one there, of course, and the scuffling stopped. 
I checked on my mom and she was sound asleep, so it wasn't her. And then I heard them again a few nights later, and occasionally for a few months. It was always at night, and that happened to be when my dad would get restless and pace the house. And every time, my, my mom was sound asleep in her bed. That's when I made the connection. I bet he was blocking the door that day. About six months later, my mother began going downhill. She was diagnosed with dementia. She was good most of the time for a year or two, and then it got progressively worse, to the point where it was more often she didn't remember things. This went on for a couple of years. I kept her home even when she began to get mean and lash out. She still had times where she remembered everything and everyone, and you wouldn't even know there was anything wrong, except for the fact that she seemed childlike now. My mother was always a jokester and loved playing tricks on people. My sister came to the house to stay with her on one of her good days while I went to Walmart. And while browsing, I saw these cute socks. It was a pair with ducks on them and others had cartoon characters. I bought her three pair. And when I got home and showed them to her, she was so happy. She clapped her hands and laughed as I put a pair on her feet. It was another year or so before she passed away at home. The very same night after the services, I felt like she was still in the house. When I got up the next morning, the sock drawer in her bureau was open. There were socks flung all over the floor. It was like someone opened the drawer and just randomly tossed socks everywhere. And this happened often. I would pick up the socks and put them back in the drawer and close it. And a few days later, the drawer would be open, and the socks would be all over the bedroom. It made me smile because who else could it be but my mother? My mother loved butterflies, and she had butterfly knickknacks, butterfly bathrobes, salt and pepper shakers, you name it, and she probably had it with a butterfly design. So one day, I was on my way to my new job. As I was sitting at a red light, all of a sudden, there were at least a dozen butterflies flying around in front of my windshield. As soon as the light turned green, they just sort of vanished. Since then, every once in a while, butterflies appear out of nowhere for a few seconds and then just vanish in my yard, at the park, and other random places. It has been a few years since my mother passed, and I haven't seen them for a while now. The socks have remained in the drawer as well. I miss these things happening, but it is comforting to know that my mother was still with me for a while. Thank you so much for sending that in, Jane. I mean, these are my favorite stories of, of loved ones that stick around for a little while and let you know that they're there and, and okay. And I think they're really staying too to, to make sure that you're okay before they move on. They want to make sure that you're good and that you're going to be okay without them. So thank you for sharing that, Jane. This next one is from Kathy. And if you don't already have that box of tissues next to you from listening to the last stories, you're going to want it with this one. Kathy says, I've been meaning to send this story for a while, but I wasn't quite sure how to explain it. I'll do my best. So here goes. This is about my dog, Rover. After my divorce, I kept myself busy with work, 
hanging out with friends, and whatever else I could do to occupy my mind. It seemed like no matter how busy I managed to keep myself, I still felt a void. My friend suggested I get a puppy. At first I thought, hell no, a puppy is a lot of work, and I wasn't sure I was up for the task of training it. She then suggested I try fostering a puppy to see how I felt about it. She said if I found it wasn't for me, I didn't have to keep the puppy. That seemed reasonable, so I took the proper steps, and in less than three months, I was fostering a Jack Russell named Rover. Perfect, my friend said. Jack Russell's a super hyper dog, so it would be the ultimate test. It wasn't long before I fell in love with Rover. My void was filled in no time at all. I didn't mind training him or the walks at all. The way he jumped around and chased his tail made me laugh. I felt alive for the first time in a long time. I called the agency and told them I wanted to adopt Rover. We were inseparable and my friends had to beg me to go out and hang out with them. And most times I ended up talking them into coming to my house to watch movies, play cards or whatever. The coolest thing about Rover was he loved to sleep next to me. He not only slept next to me, but he slept with his head on the extra pillow that was next to my head. He slept there every night. He wouldn't just jump up, though. He always sat next to the bed and waited until I invited him. He sat there looking at me and turned in circles, all the while wagging his tail. So I would just pat the bed beside me and say, Come on, Rover, come sleep on your pillow. Then he would back up a little and run and jump right on up. It was the best. Rover was the best. I had Rover for 12 years. Then one day he started acting a little different. He was the same old Rover who loved to sleep with his head on the pillow next to me. Only now he couldn't jump up by himself. I had to pick him up and put him on the bed. He was getting old. I understood that. And it made my heart sink. But it wasn't just old age. The vet said he had tumors and some are cancerous. He had a couple of surgeries to remove some of the tumors, but they began to get out of hand. Rover was suffering. I had to have him put to sleep. I held his head in my hands while they did it. I talked to him and he just stared into my eyes and then he was gone. They wouldn't let me leave for a while and not until I could get my tears under control. That was a good thing, though, because I couldn't see the drive. I was devastated. I felt worse than I had ever felt in my life. I couldn't sleep without Rover laying on the pillow beside me. After a few nights, I patted the bed and said, Rover, if you are here and able, come on up, boy. Come sleep on your pillow. I kid you not when I tell you I felt him jump on the bed and plop himself down next to me. I looked at the pillow and I saw a small indentation where his head must have been laying. I never actually expected him to be there and was in shock that he was laying in his old spot on the bed next to me. This only happened that one time. I tried night after night to make it happen again to no avail. This was around 10 years ago. Even now, every once in a while, I pat the bed and say, come on, Rover, come on, lay on your pillow. I'm okay that it was only a one-time thing, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. 
I think Rova somehow knew that I needed him to do that one last time. Now I believe that he has crossed the Rainbow Bridge and is playing with all of the other pets that have passed. Oh my God, Kathy. I read this email like three or four times, crying my eyes out before I could get it together enough to actually read it on the show um, because I am a huge, huge animal lover. And it is, it's like losing a member of your family. It's so cool to know that even your pets can sometimes find a way to let you know that it's okay, you know, and that they are there for you one last time. So thank you, Kathy, for sharing this. And thank you, all of my listeners that shared stories for this episode. They were all unbelievable, touching, and I just really appreciate it. Thanks again. Please email your paranormal experiences to It's Just a Ghost Podcast at Yahoo.com and we will read them on an upcoming episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and share and review. And you know what? We would be thrilled if you gave us five stars. All of this helps others to find us in the sea of podcasts out there and helps us grow. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.